Hi, this is Netta. Thanks for tuning into Pieces of My Heart. It's been a while, and I'll explain more about that in a minute. I want to tell you a story that happened back in the uh, probably mid-1990s. We were youth pastoring in Ohio, had an awesome, thriving youth ministry. And after service one evening, a mom came to me just really desperate to talk about what was going on in her life and her daughter's life and some difficult situations. And I happened to be kind of leaning up against the wall as she spoke to me. My back was to that wall. And behind her popped up one of our uh, ministry students. And his name was Zico, and he was just amazingly funny and had a gift for making anyone laugh at any time. He's just funny. And all of a sudden, he's like dancing around and making faces and doing stuff behind her. And she had no idea because she was so intently pouring out her heart to me. Now, I instantly had a choice. I could either give in to my urge, my urgent urge to bust out laughing because he was so funny and just crush this mom for being so rude, or I could focus on the mom and completely block him out. And that is what I did. And let me just say that to not laugh is hard for me, but I did. I just focused on this mom so that I couldn't really see him. Obviously, I saw him on my peripheral vision, but I used all of my senses, really, as best I could to focus on this mom who was sharing her heart and her concerns about her daughter. And let me just say that was the first of many because he tried that on me many times. (laughs) But I learned that focus has to be so important. And that's something that God's really been focusing in with me lately is my focus. Um, About, well, a few months ago, um, God just brought a whole bunch of change in our lives. We were so grateful that he called us to start um, a citywide youth community in Burlington, Vermont. And even though we knew we wouldn't do that for the rest of our lives, um, we had no idea that it would come together so quickly and then that God would so wonderfully send a qualified young couple to direct it and take it in growing, awesome, thriving direction. So then with just a matter of months, weeks almost, then God opened up another door for us to relocate down south. So all of a sudden we're selling a house. We bought a house via FaceTime with our realtor and a friend walking us through houses. Um, got everything taken care of, finished up school with the boys, etc. And two days before our moving truck arrived, my mom died. So you add that to the whole mix of emotions and mental and physical, spiritual, emotional, all of those um aspects of our life. I had a lot of things going on in my head and my heart. And God continually keeps saying, just focus on me. Fix your eyes on me. And yet a couple of days ago, I was reading um, in Hebrews and in chapter 12, it's filled with lots of verses that you may be very, very used to reading. You may be very familiar with. I'm going to read just the end of verse 1 and then um, verse 2. It says, Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. And it goes on to talk about him sitting at the right hand of the Father. The part about keep your eyes on Jesus. Some versions say fix, fix your eyes on Jesus. Um, that is such a great now, or like a great verb for me, like to focus and think about fixing my eyes on Jesus. That really means to consider attentively, like to really be focused on something, really think about it, really make it a priority. Just like talking to that mom, I really had to make her a priority or I would bust up laughing and I couldn't stop and think about how I wasn't going to laugh or think about how funny he was because then I would have stopped listening to her and it would have been pointless anyway. It's like when we're teaching a child to ride a bike and if they all of a sudden get really afraid, they're going to probably stop pedaling and, and then they might fall over. And so we're like, hey, hey, keep pedaling, keep focusing on what you're doing. Or they notice a sibling who zooms by them 100 miles an hour. And we're like, no, 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 hang on to the handlebars. Look where you're going. Stay focused. That is really where I've had to be in my life in the last few weeks, is focusing, thinking about Jesus. Because if I let my brain go down a bunch of other avenues, I'm going to fall over. Now, I just have to say that it doesn't mean we don't deal with grief doesn't mean we push it out of our head it doesn't mean we don't deal with change and honestly like all of those emotions and mental things that go with that but I'm saying we have to take it to the right place first and the right place to take all of those thoughts and emotions is to Jesus he is the right place don't go to someone or somewhere else first go to Jesus first When I take it to Jesus first, it's the right place. It says here that he initiates and perfects our faith. He started this whole relationship thing. So he's a pioneer of it. He knows what's going on in my heart and my thoughts, and he knows where he's taking me. So I need to take my thoughts and feelings and confusion and emotions to him. And it says he perfects our faith. Or some versions say he's the finisher. I love that because sometimes I'm like, God, you got us into this. You're going to have to help me finish this because I can't figure it out. And he's like, okay. It's like a child. It's like a parent taking a child's face in their hands. And I very often when I sit with Jesus, I feel like he does that. He grabs my face and it's like he just pulls me in. Like, look at me, baby girl. We're okay. Focus. The only way that we can stay focused and fixed on Jesus is to make it a point. It doesn't just randomly happen because we listen to some worship music on the way to work. It's because we have a thriving, growing relationship and we're used to hearing his voice. Every single day, we should be filling our hearts and minds with his word, listening to what he says and talking it through with him. And if that kind of bristles you and you're like every single day, well, think about it. The things that are most important to you, that are vital to your life, you do every day and probably about the same time every day. I bet you eat your meals relatively around the same time every day. And you might even eat kind of similar foods every week or so. You probably get up and go to bed at similar times. 
you take your children at regular times. You probably exercise at regular times, regular places. So why do we get so annoyed if someone tells us you should really be spending time with Jesus regularly? We act like that's a horrible thing. And yet the most important things in our life are the things we make time for. So I encourage us, make time every day to spend with Jesus. Fix your eyes on his word. Don't randomly open it and point to something. Have a plan. Start in a book in the Bible. Go through it. If you want some ideas, email me. I just have some basic ideas. But there's a gajillion out there. So many ways to keep our hearts and minds focused on him. And in a future podcast, I'm going to share some wisdom and deep insight from a 12-year-old guy who happens to be my son about prayer. Some thoughts on prayer. But fix your eyes on Jesus. Read the word. He is the author and the finisher. He started it. And he wants to finish this walk with him so that we can be with him eternally. Nothing's wasted. He wants to take everything, every experience in our lives, and he turns it into good. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the initiator and the perfecter of your faith. And that is just a little piece of my heart.